Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today is a daily lesson, and it's an important lesson. I want to say, um, before I start that, I just want everybody to know that I, um, today is, uh, February 2nd, 2022. Now, remember I told you about spiritual numbers. So that's an important number, very important. And we're not going to get into numbers, but I just want you to know what today is. Um, uh, I want to tell you first that I uploaded the book of Enoch and it's like four hours long. So um, it's a very important book. Please be patient in listening to it. I want you to absorb what's being said. And I um, hope that the lesson edifies you. Again, like I always say in every lesson that I'm doing daily and Sabbath, if you have any questions or concerns, aside from any derogatory remarks, which I haven't gotten, thank y'all, um, then upload the question. We um, have this um, Q&A session that we do. Um, and when I see those questions, I will answer those questions and everybody will hear them. Yeah, I think that's good. And if the question is, well, question or comment is good, I will pin it and people will see it. So um, I don't want people to be fearful in asking questions. They can ask me any questions, like I said, without derogatory um, remarks or you know microaggression, we don't need that. Um, yeah, so that's, um, that's my um, little spiel before I go into um, this lesson. <laughs> um, okay. Now, before I tell you what this lesson is, I want to say that we are in a time of uncertainty. A lot of people are suffering. A lot of people don't know what to do. A lot of people are isolated in their mind and physically isolated simply because of the atmosphere that we're in right now. And I want to encourage you wherever you are. That's what I want to do. Okay, that's, like I said, that's what this um, platform is for. Uh, forgive earlier lessons if they sound ridiculous or retarded, I'm just saying. But um, we're focused on um, truth and um, just uplifting people. So um, with that, I say that this lesson is a daily lesson and it's called self-care during this time of uncertainty. Now, um, like I said, there's a lot of people that are feeling alone. I don't care what they look like on the outside. They may look like they have it all together and things are happening and all that, but inside they are dying. And what I mean like that, what I mean by that is either their hearts are broken, um, they have certain trauma. Um, you know, we have been at a standstill. We've been at a standstill since 2019, like mid 2019. And that, 
it's a long time. It's a long time. So um, what I would say to people is check on your neighbor. Let your check you let your neighbor check on you. I mean, you know, I, I did a lesson kind of like this, but um now, you know, more and more I'm hearing people are really um ending their lives and you know, on the outside, people really, you know, you, you think that people are, you know, uh, healthy in, in their mind, but they really aren't. There's a lot of stuff that's happening. And I feel like um, I need to say something. So I'm going to say something to you. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to minister to you. And I'm also going to talk about some psychological things that's happening. So let me just start. Um, like I said, the lesson is self-care during this time of uncertainty. And I hope this message edifies somebody. I hope this message reaches somebody to give them a piece of hope. So this is what we're going to do. We can ready to start. Okay. Um, I want to talk about self-care, like I said. and um, in an age where everything feels like it's falling apart. I wanna discuss the psychological, the psychological effects um, as well as the spiritual effects and uh, provide some tools for you to utilize. Um, now I need for you to open your mind because in this journey for all of us, we have to open our mind and kind of um, focus in another direction, what we've been taught in um, religion and tradition. We have to, we have to, because we have to um, get away from everything that you were taught, all false doctrines. I already told you the devil fools the whole world. And what is one of those tools that he uses? False doctrines and tradition. So half the time we, we, we're doing things, we don't even know why we're doing them. We did it because our grandmother did it. We did it because our grandfather did it. We did it, we did it because the, uh, the church told us to. You're not even asking questions. But anyway, we have to get away from that. And we have to open our minds because remember, we are not just this meat sack that was born and we just doing stuff and we die and that's it. We are so complex as human beings. We, I mean, you have no idea how special, how wonderful you are, how blessed and wonderfully made, meticulously you are made, miraculously you are made. So if anybody believes that you just this meat sack that just came about at this time, that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's a lie from the pit of hell. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm going to um, talk about the psychological aspects and then I'm going to talk about the spiritual. Okay. So we're going to go through the, um, the physiological, which is the psychological first, and then we'll go to the spiritual. Okay. Um, one practical approach you can do um, in order to have some peace of mind. This is what we talk about. We're talking about peace of mind. We're talking about being centered. We're talking about not um, realizing our own trauma and just taking time to find out what's happening. And if there's something that's negative happening in your heart or in your head to stop it and to be able to combat that with some tools. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Because you need self-care. Okay. Now, one practical approach for self-care 
is to unplug yourself from all negative stimuli of social media, okay? Because social media is a tool of the beast. I don't know if you've ever seen that TV show, American Gods. You have to see it. You have to. Because one of the demons or gods is social media. <laughs> I mean, that, that TV show is totally based on real life, okay? The spiritual part. But, you know, it, it doesn't present itself as that, but it's totally that. Okay, so a, a lot of, um, right now, social media is so negative. It's very negative. We have co uh, cancel culture. We have um, people that are really highly sensitive and selfish. Um, we have um, negativity floating all around social media, everywhere. We do. That's not to say there's not good stuff. There it is. And I'm not, um, I'm not singling any one person out. This is everybody. This is everybody, everybody. So um, we're tending to go to a negative place in social media. And sometimes, I mean, I would say maybe 10 or 20 years ago, maybe 30, I'll just say 30 um, or 25. However, however maybe between 25 and 30, I would say, okay? I'll say between 25 and 30, when there was no social media things were more personable. We didn't have so much negative, uh, excuse me, stimuli. Not to say that there was none, but there wasn't universal negativity. You understand what I'm saying? Because people on one side of the world didn't hear from other people on the other side of the world. Not that there wasn't negativity, but it wasn't worldwide. Like I understand what's going on in the four corners of the world because I can go on social media and find out what's going on. It's negative. And unfortunately, the negative outweighs the positive. It does in everything, even in the scriptures, because the most high said with every day that goes by, things get evil, more evil. I was going to say eviler and eviler, but you know, that's not a word. But anyway, you know what I mean? It gets more evil every day. That's why he's going to shorten the days for the saints. I'm going to always reference scriptures because this is what's happening. This is the most highest world and he's allowing all of this stuff to happen until a certain time. I said this before, I will continue to say it and you need to open your mind and understand that this is what's happening. And if you don't believe me, think about 2018. It felt like it was yesterday. Honestly, it felt like it was yesterday. And the most high said, he's gonna take a year and make it like a month. He's going to take that month and he's going to make it like a week. He's going to take that week and he's going to make it like a day. And he's going to take that day and he's going to make it like an hour. The most high says this, and you know he's not a man that he should lie. So every day that we live is fast and it's negative. And social media is one of the most um, destructive tools. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't um, have a purpose. It does have a purpose and it does have a positive purpose because they are positive purposes. But too much of anything is going to make you sick. And the average person is not a positive person. It's a negative person. And there's a lot of people that are angry. There's a lot of people that are lonely and, and they um, just want to either be trolls or just be negative to anybody. And that's just how it is. Like 25 or 30 years ago, if somebody was negative, you just never knew. 
You never knew, not unless they went on TV, a large platform, and then they spewed their negativity. But now anybody could do it. And what's happening is we're becoming desensitized and we're becoming traumatized and we don't even know it. And when I continue reading, you will see what's going on. Okay, so like I said, um, try to unplug yourself from negative stimuli. And like I said, the largest uh, tool is um, social media. If social media is not beneficial to you, deplug from it, okay? There's a, there's a lot of children now, this generation, I'm gonna talk about generations. I'm gonna do a lesson on generations. It's gonna be very, very um, important to listen to, okay? Very interesting. But this generation, Generation Z, Generation, yeah, Generation Z, yeah. So they grew up on social media. So that's all they really know. The way of life for them, a part of their lives is social media. Whether somebody likes them, whether they get in likes from social media, whether they're putting their whole life on social media, not knowing that everything is being stolen from them. I mean, they just don't have an idea that their whole life can be taken away. And I mean, like your personal information, your personal um, life that you're sharing, um, people steal your identity, it's over here in different countries and they're making money off you. People don't know that. The average young person does not know that. There is so much nefarious stuff happening that they don't know. But anyway, like I said, this negative stimuli, it stays inside of you. And um, trauma does. You know, all of the things that are negative inside your mind travels to your body, okay? And it causes a lot of stress. So um, there used to be a time when there wasn't any social media, like I said. Um, you don't have no choice but to socialize with your family or your friends in the area. Sometimes, you know, you could travel or whatever, um, which was more personable and intimate. You know, just it, it was intimate. It wasn't worldwide like always, Whew, everything. Everybody wanna be on social media, especially the young people. Every day, all the time, nobody wants to be away from their phone. People have nervous breakdowns when their phone is gone. We didn't have that 25 years ago or 30 years ago. Now it's like, if that phone is not next to me, I'm gonna die. And that's terrible. Anyway. So, you know, being with family members and being with close friends was more intimate. Um, and that was that was that one on one time. It felt less stressful. And this even if it was stressful, you didn't have to be around that person. You know what I'm saying? So social media has been um, promoting negativity. If you notice Facebook, I mean, remember the lady who was saying they promote uh, they're promoting hatred and stuff like that. This is not new. And, you know, there's no real regulations for social media. They're just coming to start to make regulations. Think about when social media first came on and then all the negativity that's been it. It's been years before anybody even did anything and they still haven't done anything yet. They have yet to make laws. Now, it would be nice if the whole world was proactive, but that's a whole different teaching. People are not proactive. They reactive. When the damage is already done, that's when they'll think about putting a law in so they can protect people. Many people will become casualties before a law will come in. And that's really unfortunate. So 
like I said, social media has been promoting negativity and damaging behavior, and it's been, um, and it needs to be uh, either limited by you or eliminated from your own, you know, for your own personal health and welfare. Really, you need to de-plug, like I said. Okay, caring people tend to take care of others and neglect themselves. So, you know, along with social media, um, there's a lot of people that care for you, a lot of um, family members, caretakers, the first thing they do is start taking care of other people. I mean, they, there's people that go to work and I don't care what it is, rain, shine, snow, hail, they're getting up and taking care of somebody or they're taking care of somebody in the house and all they do is take care of somebody else and they do not take care of themselves in any way. Now, my question to you is, how are you taking care of somebody else and you barely can move. I mean, I, I'm going to say a little story. I know somebody who works in the care industry and what they do, they go to work and they care for the elderly. And there's some people there that are elderly themselves that are care workers and they have diabetes, they have high blood pressure. Um, you could see um, that this work is beating them down. You can see it on their body. You can see that they're not healthy. You can see that they're not well, but they will continue to go to work and try to care about somebody else when they are two toes away from the hospital themselves. Now, this is ridiculous. Now, I understand finances may be, you know, um, an issue. We are in an atmosphere where people's finances is a huge issue, but health is wealth. If you don't have your own health, then you're going to, you're going to suffer anyway. You're going to suffer anyway, because if you don't drop dead, you're going to be in the hospital. So people need to think about that and they need to, this situation needs to stop. Okay. Now, this is an example that people give, and this is an excellent, excellent example. If you're on a plane, right, and you hit turbulence, and um, the, um, the people who are uh, the stewardesses, they don't call them stewardesses, but you know, airline people, they walk up and down and they hurry up and tell everybody, oh, or even before this happens, they'll tell you to drill before you go up in the air. But if it happens, the first thing they tell you is, oh, if the oxygen drops, you put the oxygen on yourself first, and then you administer the oxygen to whoever it is, a baby, an elderly person, whatever, do yourself first now. Any other way that you would do that would be counterproductive. Because if you're trying to save somebody else first without saving you, then you and that other person is going down in flames. Because you're not getting oxygen. The plane is going down. You're trying to administer oxygen to somebody else. The first thing that's going to happen is you. Um, you, you the, person, the first person that's going to go down is you. And then whoever you're taking care of, because you're the main caretaker, always taking care of somebody else, they're going down too because they don't have nobody else to take care of them. So it's important to be able to take care of yourself, take time out for yourself. This is important, okay? During this time of uncertainty, we must take care of uh, paying attention to our mental well-being and how important it is to keep that balance. Many of us have never witnessed any real type of distress on this scale collectively as a whole nation of people in the whole world. 
The last time this catastrophic uh, situation happened of this magnitude was approximately 101 years ago, okay? And many centurions that are still living today can uh, was babies when it happened. So either they wouldn't know the incident or they was young enough for somebody to explain to them or they were um, open enough to pay attention to it, okay? This couple with all of our own personal stresses and personal trauma. Now, we all have some kind of stresses and nine times out of 10, we have trauma too that we carry with us. But since you got your health, you put that trauma and that stress in the back burner and keep working. Now, this is a distraction. Being that the whole world was at a standstill from 2019 until 2022 today, everything stopped. So you have no choice but to deal with your trauma and your stressors. Uh-huh. Okay. The thing is, many of us don't even know that we have personal stored up trauma all over our minds and pinned up in our bodies until something happens like this. The world standing still and you have to deal with stuff. And this is what we tend to have to look, um, and this is when we tend to have to look at ourselves and our situations more closely, which may or may not make many of us comfortable, okay? It's gonna cause some discomfort, it's gonna cause some stress. We are forced to look at our situations and deal with the issues that we don't want to face. That's because the world's at a standstill. So, you know, since we was distracted and the average person was distracted and they just kept doing stuff, they just kept doing, keep muddling through. We just going to keep doing it day to day. Mm -hmm. We're going to be in our own little bubble. We're going to be in our own little world. But the whole world stopped and everybody thought it was a game until reality set in. Now you have to sit and look at each other if you're just husband and wife and no kids. And then if you're just a single parent with just these kids, they are not going to school. <laughs> or if you're somebody who's alone that's used to socializing, you're home alone. And there's only so much video chat that you are doing. And if you're older, you don't know how to do video, video chat. That's what I mean about the generations. So you are forced to think about what's going on. You're forced. And the average person doesn't want to deal with it. And I understand because dealing with truth and dealing with trauma and stuff is hard. You know, we all human beings. Sometimes you just don't want to deal with stuff and you just think that you could just keep going, doing whatever you're going to do until the whole world stops. And it literally did for three years. We still in it. Okay. Um, so how do we care for ourselves after finding out that there is trauma and stress? And where do we start to fix whatever it is? Well, that's a perfect, uh, perfect question. Hold on. Okay. Um, it's not easy. Okay. My answer is it's not easy and it'll take some work and commitment from you as well as um, certain learned behaviors and tools in order to make it work for yourself, okay? Um, first and foremost, there are many self-help books out there um, that can be of some help. 
some of these books are serious books and they get right down to the complexities of what you're feeling and what to do about it. And then there are some books that teach you techniques and tools to practice getting yourself back to a place of health and wellness. These type of books are useful for those uh, with stressors and not really for real mental disorders. Um, so you may want to just make sure there's no real psychopathologies, meaning that you don't have any psychological, um, excuse me, physiological disconnects that need um, medication management, okay? Um, sometimes, like I said, because we distracted, we really don't know we have a psychopathology and that means a mental health disorder, you know, it's just a fancy term. Um, sometimes we don't, we don't know. And I'm gonna tell you this, <clears throat> this is by no means to discount mental health um, uh, counseling, okay? Depending on your type of need. Now I am all for um, seeking mental health counseling, I am. Okay, so um, whether you need a counselor, whether you need a clinical social worker, LMSW, whether you need um, um, a regular social worker, um, LMSW, whether you need a psychiatrist that uh, administers medication management or a psychologist that will talk to you and determine whether you need it or not. I mean, there are so many tools that you can utilize um, that will help you get back into um, the groove of things, I would say. Um, I know in New York State, when this first happened in 2019, and it really was getting into the thick of it, New York State called for all of its um, mental health um, um, clinicians. I mean, all of them. And there was this uh, switchboard for New York State for all clinicians to sign into those that were retired and those that were still active. And I'm telling you, they pulled it together and they had a hotline. And I thought that was amazing. I thought it was amazing. And I was glad that the governor did that. That was amazing because he knew that people were suffering and they didn't know what to do. People were literally suffering. And I'm talking about in every capacity, in every um, area of expertise, especially the doctors. There was doctors that was ending their own lives because they had no idea what was going on. And this is how powerful mental health is. It's powerful. And I don't believe that people should be afraid to go seek it. Number one, it's real brave. It's really brave. Because number one, you're self-aware. You are aware enough to say, you know what? I need somebody to talk to. This is what I always tell people. Because people are afraid to go. But I will tell you this. And I'm going to say something else that's important afterwards. This is what I say to them. You know how you go to a friend? and you pour your heart out to the friend that's not a mental health prof uh, professional, and you just keep pouring your heart out to the friend, the friend is not going to want to be around you. Because all you keep doing is treating them like a therapist. And they're not a therapist. They're your friend. Now, they can um, help you in, in shallow things, you know, little things that's not real um, serious and heavy. Now, they can, you know, give you a little bit of advice, but a professional is the one who can help you. 
and what you're doing, you're pushing somebody away and they don't want to hear the negativity all the time. So what I say to people is go dump your stuff on the mental health person because they have a code of ethics and they don't, they can't tell people your business. Number one, number two, they don't care about your business. They just dare to do their job. <laughs> number three, you could dump everything you want to on them and just go home and be happy. This is what I tell people because people need to understand what it is. The stigma that is behind mental health, um, help is that all oh, people are going to judge me. Listen, we're all people. This is an area of expertise that people go in and they're passionate about it. It's just like anything else. I mean, yeah, there's some bad eggs and there are some bad eggs. Okay. But every area of expertise in every um, area of employment that you go in, it, they'll have a bad egg, but then they also have good, passionate people that love people and want to support people. And that's what you gotta look at. Now, I also understand that there are people that want to go seek somebody that look like them. And this is just truth because nobody knows what you go through, especially in a, in a certain nation. Nobody knows what you go through except for you and your brethren. Now I get it, I get it. But there's people like that too. There's people of all walks of life that want to help you. And they have that support for you. And they really genuinely want to help you. And they, that's what they're there for. This is why this was created. Now, um, it's not to say there's not no flaws in the system. Oh, yeah, there are. Many flaws in the system. But I think that your best um, bet for yourself do not short yourself somebody who's going to be a listening, therapeutic, listening ear. They're going to listen in their therapeutic listening ear. Okay. It's not just a regular uh, open communication. Oh, yeah, you're just having a dialogue, this and that. That person is equipped with tools, really, to help you. And you will be surprised how many tools they have in their toolbox that they're going to give you that you can utilize. So that's what I'm saying in regards to mental health counseling and what area, like I said, there's various um, uh, specialties in the mental health clinician um, area that uh, you can go to. Like I said, um, um, a social worker, a counselor, um, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a clinical social worker. They all do, I'm not going to say the same thing. They don't all do the same thing. Um, I would say more social work does um, more of people in um, systems. So they are that listening ear. They are that therapeutic um, listening ear, meaning um, they'll give you tools and they'll give you resources. Psychologists do the same thing. Uh, they do that, but it's more the person. They zero in more of the person. They don't think about the person in the community and what's happening and how it um, connects with one another. They don't do that. That's more social work. And um, psychiatrists are the top of the food chain. What they do, they'll listen to you for a little while and then they give you medication. So <laughs> I'm not saying I'm against medication, but... <laughs> Once you're assessed and evaluated, 
um, there will be a determination of whether you need to go higher or not. And like I said, I'm not against medication because there could be a physiological disconnect. Yeah, it could be. So, and there, you know, medication management is not a bad thing. What, when it becomes bad is when you're misdiagnosed. That's, that's when it becomes bad. But um, focusing on um, you and trying to get yourself healthy, um, it's best to um, go see somebody and this way you can be assessed. And there's so much help out there, yeah. With a psychiatrist, you will also get a social worker or a counselor. You'll get two. Mm -hmm. With a, uh, with a um, psychologist, no, not, not um, the psychologist will assess you to find out whether you need psychiatric care. But like I said, um, most times um, this message will go out to somebody with stressors and not a psychopathology. So even if it, it, even if I am talking with someone and they happen to have a psychopathology, like I said, have no fear. Um, I'm not, like I said, you know, have no fear, go uh, be assessed. Nothing's perfect, but they do mean well and do not be afraid to be your own advocate or get somebody who can advocate for you, okay? So that's that. Um, some things you can do for those who have regular stresses and trauma that can be managed by yourself. I already told you about the psychological and the uh, mental health um, profession that you can go seek. Um, but if you're just having, uh, and trauma, if you can identify your own trauma and get the tools to um, manage it, then you don't need a psychologist and you don't need a, psych um, um, a psychiatrist. You don't, you can have a counselor or a social worker or even a clinical social worker, which is kind of like a psychologist. But anyway, um, there are some things that you can do right off the top of my head. I can give you information on do There's 10 things that I can give you just for yourself. Now I can also refer some books, some real good books for you. And this is people with just regular stressors um, and, um, those who may need some um, ideas or some um, tools to de-stress or to pinpoint whatever trauma, okay? Um, I'm not going to say the books, but if you, um, if you send um, a message or a question, I will give you the books, okay? I'm not gonna say the books on um on this lesson but if you um if you send me a question on what books then i can refer those books to you okay some things you could do off the top of your head are uh, and i'm going to give you 10 or ideas that i have that you could do during this time okay taking time out to just breathe mm -hmm. that's really important okay and it's therapeutic Breathing is actually excellent for you because we typically shallow breathe. We don't, we don't do deep breaths constantly, okay? If you're, if you're doing certain things like running and stuff like that, then you deep breath. That's how you're, you can have a deep, deep, good, deep breath. And that is very therapeutic. Not only therapeutic, it's healthy for you because, and it's beneficial because deep breathing exercises um, make the blood circulate all over the body. And it, blood carries oxygen. You know, it, it has oxygen in it and it's carrying it throughout your whole body 
it releases endorphins and it's a great way to soothe the body okay so that that's one wonderful way another way is meditation and people go well what is meditation meditation is kind of like pondering what is pondering <laughs> pondering is going over and over um, something say like something bad happened at work and you just keep going over and over oh what happened trying to examine it and all this stuff that's meditating on it and sometimes you don't need to do that meditate on something positive not all the nonsense that happened the day before or um, that afternoon so meditation with deep breathing and focusing and centering your body like i said with the pondering of either soothing voices or soothing music or spiritual messages or scriptures that usually works okay sit and center yourself close your eyes do some deep breathing techniques while you are meditating that's wonderful okay it's been proven to be very helpful and therapeutic there's scientific studies proving this and also the breathing so all those people who say oh i don't believe in religion <laughs> i only believe in science i'm talking science right now yeah okay personal affirmations you are who you say you are uh-huh you are who you say you are that's scientific okay it says it in the scriptures and it um science tells you that too i am um i say therefore i am something i forgot the um the direct quote but anyway um there's a lot of books on affirmations and like i said if you send me questions about which books i could totally give you um information on the book and where to get it okay um various books are excellent for this um, um this you can reiterate your own positivity okay because you are wonderfully made you are wonderfully made and that's the truth okay now um exercising releases endorphins and is great for your health okay <laughs> all right you can um exercise and lose some weight now you know we all put on some pounds during these uh two to three years we all put on some weight okay and we can stand to lose some weight with some exercise and it also in um, releases endorphins endorphins help um make you happy okay um you could also um take up a hobby or do something you like to do you know um take time out for it we you know there's things that we like to do and we don't really get to do it you know um before all this stuff happened we don't get to do it we don't take time out for ourselves especially in the united states all we do is work and when you come home you're trying to de-stress if you have a family you can't de-stress because there's too many kids around or you got to deal with your husband or your wife you need to take time out for yourself and a part of that is taking a nice bath with some magnesium which is you know epsom salt and get your body uh relax because magnesium is wonderful for the body as a matter of fact you're probably short of magnesium so you need to be doing that okay the next thing is uh visit with a family member or friends you know the last um these last couple of years we haven't been able to really get to our friends and family that we've been caring for and stuff like that especially if they wasn't living in the house with you and stuff you're not able to get to them um, you know, and you can even video chat. And I know some of the elders that really can't get out the house and haven't been able to that the, uh, their children or 
other family members have been taking care of them, but wasn't able to get to them. Those people in nursing homes and those things that people were taking care of them and coming to visit them and making sure everything is all right. They wasn't able to do that and still really not in those people in the hospital. So um, a video chat or teaching your elders to video chat is something that uh, is helpful. Okay, if you can't physically be there, there's many people who are at home and lonely because they can't travel um, or have not been able to travel due to this uh, pandemic. So, you know, you want to be able to utilize <laughs> the phone to video chat between, you know, you and whoever else or just do a Zoom call. Okay, keep a journal or speak your mind to someone. Now we've been holding stuff in for a long time. <laughs> being able to speak your mind to someone without being disrespectful is very therapeutic. Yeah, speak your mind. <laughs> You've been holding stuff for a long time, especially all the stress and trauma. Let it go. But like I said, you could do it in a way without being disrespectful, okay? Um, and like I said, keep that journal, honey, because there's some thoughts that you probably, there was probably deep in the, in your subconscious that if you start writing, you could probably write a good book. Yeah. So that's something. Okay. Um, get a pet. Believe it or not, pets are therapeutic. And there um, is also scientific studies that prove that having a pet actually de-stresses us. Not to mention that pets are 100% loyal and depend on you. And once you have one, you'll also depend on them. So, you know, having a therapeutic pet, they call them therapeutic pets, like you need this pet and the pet needs you too. So that's that, you know, that relationship that, and I'm telling you just, there's a scientific study that just rubbing on a pet de-stresses you. Children, elderly, adults, young adults, everybody, okay? All right, now this one, this last one, because this is number 10, this last one I'm gonna tell you um, may sound a little strange, but I'm gonna say it anyway, because I need you to open your mind. Okay, talk to yourself. Uh-huh, talk to yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, it's gonna sound controversial, but talking to yourself is beneficial and it, it's not crazy. It's just thinking out loud, okay? And sometimes when you hear yourself, it's just better to, um, you, you can sort out your feelings, just hearing yourself, okay? And um, I also want you to know this, like I said, open your mind, think of this. <clears throat> How many times we often have thoughts running through our heads that are not so nice? Where do you think these thoughts are coming from? And I'm gonna give you a hint. They're not coming from you, okay? Remember I said in these various lessons that there's spirits that roam this earth and their jobs are to torment and antagonize you. Now, I already said that in the book of um, uh, Enoch, it says that in the book of Enoch that the most high has thrashed up. Well, not only did the devil and his one um, third of the angels is down here on earth and under the earth, but um, there's um, wicked spirits that roam the earth too. 
that was from the fallen angels and human women, flesh and spirit, no soul. So the most high took their flesh and now their wicked spirits on earth to antagonize people. I'm telling you, this is the truth. Okay, it's no facts, it's truth. And whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Because the most high is going to get his way anyway. The most high is the most high. You're nothing but a blade of grass. You're a tri, blade of, excuse me, blade of grass. You're a tripart being, just like the most high. We are spiritual beings having a physiological experience on earth. If you want to accept it, you accept it. If you don't want to accept it, you don't have to, but it is what it is. And it's the truth. Doesn't matter. You don't have to fool yourself by saying, oh, no, that doesn't happen. There's so many things that we don't understand. Human beings do not, um, um, they are not gods. And they, they didn't create everything. They're not the end all and be all. And you could tell because people die. If you had so much control, then you wouldn't die. And you wouldn't do all these things to prolong your life. The most high is the author and the finisher of everything. The most high is not you. And I'm telling you that there's spirits that are fighting with you in your mind. Where's the battlefield of the mind? All these thoughts that you having, they're not your thoughts. They're negative thoughts. Why would you have negative thoughts of yourself? It's not you. And this is what I mean about talking to yourself. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. Okay. And it's a spiritual battle going on in your mind through your thoughts. And I'm going to teach you how to combat it very shortly. Okay. So like I said, in the Testament of Solomon, you will know how many spirits is here. And in the book of Enoch, you're going to know that the most high uh, sent these spirits here to antagonize you. And why did he do that? Because there was fornication between flesh and spirit. That shouldn't have been. Okay? That's why. Now, remember, the, the mind is the battlefield for wicked spirits. And this happens whether you believe it or not. Okay? Now we can get into some spiritual things. And I'm going to read some important scriptures to you just to give you an idea about negative thoughts and the use of negative thoughts. So this is what it says. And this is in regards to negative thoughts. Ephesians 6 and 12. I'm using all King James. So Ephesians 6 and 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. What does that mean? The battlefields in your mind. The spirits is down here right with you. You just can't see them. They in different, different dimensions right here. But guess what? You could hear them. You sure can. All those negative thoughts you got, looking at yourself, the average person looking at themselves, oh, I don't like this about myself. Why would you say that about you when the Most High say you wonderfully made? So right now you're listening to the spirits say, oh, I don't like that nose. Oh, I don't like them eyes. The Most High made you perfect. Yes, he did. But you keep listening to the spirits that keep throwing them things in your head, talking about you don't like yourself. That doesn't make sense. So you need to open your mind and understand that you're a spirit too that's wearing a physical coat on this physical plane called earth. Know that and don't forget it. Okay. 
Philippians 4 and 8 says, finally, brothers, whether, excuse me, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about them. Remember, when the negative thoughts come, that's what you think about. Positive things, all right? Because there's a lot of positive things that uh, you could think about. If you took a piece of paper and wrote all of the things that you was grateful for and all the things that um, that you didn't have and wasn't grateful for, all the things that you was grateful for will be longer list than what, you're not, uh, what you don't have and what you're not grateful for, honestly. And I will tell you like this, being able to blink your eyes, being able to breathe without being on a respirator, okay? Being able to brush your teeth and having teeth. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about really digging into all the things that you're grateful for. Uh-huh. You need to think about that. And humility will help you think about that. Because mm -hmm. you're really not entitled to have anything. That's why you got to thank the most high for everything. The fact that you can listen to this message is a blessing because you are still here to hear it. Mm -hmm. And to be able to process the message. That's what you should be grateful for. Stop worrying about the things you don't have and worry about the things you do have. And that's going to change your mind. Okay. Now, Romans 12 and 21, do not overcome, excuse me, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Like I say, mm -hmm. what's good? The most high. The simple fact that you can listen to this message is something good. Do not discount all the little things. Don't discount all the little things because all the little things are big things. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, they call 2 Corinthians, but I say 2. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of the Most High and take every thought captive to obey the Mashiach. What does that mean? You can hold your thoughts into captivity. Now, why did he say that? Why did Paul Shaul say that? Why did he say it? Because you have the power to hold your thoughts in captivity. Hold them captive. Anything that does not line up with the word of Yah, you will not receive. That's power, number one. That's a battle, that's a battle sword, a sword to swing back and forth, what I just said. Anything that does not line up with the word of Yah, what does the word of Yah say about you? You wonderfully made, you're beautiful, I loved you. I breathed the breath into uh, a man and made a living soul. Somebody made in my image. This is all the things that you blessed with. That's why you have to have the humility to understand how blessed you are. Stop worrying about the things you don't have. See, these people are losing sight of things. Okay? Psalms 23. The most high is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads my soul beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will not fear evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, it comforts me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Okay? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the most high forever. Now, did he say that he was going to leave you? Did he say he's going to leave you at any time? No. Okay? Ephesians 2 and 2. In which you have once walked, follow the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So what did I say in a, a previous lesson? The devil don't have to get to the kids that's his. They don't have, he don't have to get to the transgressors and he don't have to get to his children. Who does he have to get to? The children of righteousness and Yasharel. Remember, there's two flocks. So that's who he's working on. That's who the devil's working on in one third of the um, uh, slam down angels and those wicked angels that's walking around. They're not going through, they're not going and plaguing people they already have. That doesn't make sense. They're after you. So if you're being plagued with all this negativity, why is that? Because you're doing something right. That's why. And you need to focus on doing it because the Most High has not left you. Think about Joseph. Think about Moses. Think about all those prophets. All hell was breaking loose with them. And what was they doing? Swinging the sword of the word. What does that mean? It means you better start talking back to them. If they telling you all this negativity, then you need to combat it with your own sword. Romans 6 and 12. Excuse me, Romans 6 and 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you the battlefields in the mind? It's telling you to go do this and go do that. That's what it's telling you. It's not your own thoughts. It's not your own thoughts because your own thoughts would be humble and your own thoughts would be healthy for you. These thoughts are not healthy for you. They ain't making you feel good. You run around um, following everybody else and everybody else is in the world. What did the most high say about the world? What did the most high say about the world? Come out of her. That's what he said. He said, come out of the world. If you a friend of the world, you ain't a friend of his. What did I tell you about negativity? What did I tell you about every day that goes by? It's more and more negativity, right? So stop following the world and stop being what the world said you are. The most high say you are blessed and highly favored and everything else is a lie. Let the most high be the truth and every man be a liar. That is scripture. And I'm swinging my sword just as I am ministering to you. And you could do the same thing. Okay. Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of the most high, what is good and acceptable and perfect. 
Was that not a mouthful? This is the last one I'm gonna read. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What did he say? He could do anything because the most high gives him the strength. The most high said too that he ain't gonna give you more stuff that you can than you can handle. It's always a door open. There's always a um, choice. Even when you think there's no choice and you don't make a choice, you made a choice. Mm-hmm. Now I read all of um, the scriptures for those negative thoughts and how to hold them captive. Now I'm going to read to you spiritual, excuse me, spiritual heal, excuse me, spiritual healing of the mind. Now I told you the battlefields in the mind. First Peter two and twenty four. He himself bore our sins in his body on a tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Now, what does that mean? It means he came here to be a sacrifice for you. He didn't even know you physically as a human man. He didn't know everybody, but he knew he came down here to sacrifice himself for everybody. So with that sacrifice, guess what he brought? Healing for your body and your mind. So like I said, let y'all be the truth and every man be a liar. Who said you ain't healed? I don't give a damn who said you ain't healed. The most I said you were. And it is what it is. James 5 and 16. Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Mm -hmm. Yahusha said, where there's two people, there he is, two or more. Are we not spiritual beings having a physiological experience on this, um, on this earth? Think about that. Are we not? You a spirit too. Once you, this body is used up, because this is your temple. Once this body is used up, guess where your conscience is going? Where it came from? Guess where uh, Most High's um, breath, that spirit is going? Where it came from? Uh-huh. You just wearing this coat for how many years the Most High allows you to live here, and then you leaving this coat, the coat is going right back in the ground where it came from, and you going where you came from. And that's what it is. Do not think you just this neat sack that just came all of a sudden. You was living here for whatever, how many years, and then you're going back to nothing. That's foolhardy. It's ignorant. And it's a tool of the devil. That's what it is, because it's a lie. And the, the devil is the father of lies. Whoever's telling them that, and they, these people supposed to be believing in science, or maybe they're atheists, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> Third John 1 and 2. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Let me tell you who John is, Yachanan. Yachanan is Yahshua's brother. Who's Yahshua? You know who Yahshua is, who they call Jesus. And I already told you there wasn't no J's 500 years ago. That's number one. And there ain't no Jesus. 
because that's from the Latin Vulgate. And Hebrews weren't Latin, okay? So Yahshua's brother, Yahshua is talking to his brother and his brother is communicating this to you. Let Yah be the truth and every man be a liar. That is scripture. Believe what the most high say. Don't you believe what the devil says? The most high said the devil got a little bit of time. He knows his time is short. This is why he's going crazy. Jeremiah 3, excuse me, 33 and 6 says, behold, I will bring it to health and healing and I will hear them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. Let me tell you something about the most high. The most high wants you to call him at his word. Mm -hmm. And he gave you in the uh, the armor of the most high, he gave it to you in the armor to call out the word, the sword of the word. Now, who is the word? Yahshua. He's the sword. When you start saying that word of the most high, that's Yahshua coming out, battling those demons that's in your mind, plaguing you. I'm not joking. I'm not playing. I am of clear mind and clear soul. Trust me when I tell you. You better start saying these words. You start fighting them with your armor and your, and your sword. That's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. You need to do that. Psalms 143. Excuse me. Psalms 147 and 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Who's saying that? The psalmist. Now, off the top of my head, I'm not sure whether it's Solomon or David. But you know how much the Most High loved David and Solomon. Okay? They are carrying the message, honey. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep the Most High's word hidden in your heart. Nobody could take it from you. Nobody could take the Most High's word from you because you need that. It's like an invisible sword that you could always pull out when calamity comes, spiritual calamity. And nine times out of 10, the spiritual calamity is going on in your mind. You need to say those words, honey. Say them. Psalms 103, two uh, through four. Bless the most high, O my soul, and forget not all his beliefs. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. You know, all have fallen short of the glory of the most high. You know that, right? But the most high still turns around and he still loves you. Now he ain't gonna take no mess, okay? Because it ain't no fake God that's, oh, you can sin seven days a week and just go get some holy water on you or drink this wine. Uh-uh, honey. He's like a real father. Enough is enough, and he's going to spank you. 
but just know he's that father that loves you and never stopped. Okay, let's get real with it. He ain't this fake God that, oh no, not my God. Oh, my God is a loving God. He would never do that. Trust me. <laughs> He's like a real father. Okay? Because Yahshua said, if your wretched parents will give you what you want, what do you think the most high, the father spirits will give you? Okay? He will give you anything you ask for in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach. And it must be to gratify him. It ain't going to be no willy-nilly stuff. But then again, he said he's going to give you the desire of your heart, whether it's good or bad. And then when it's bad, too bad for you. <laughs> but anyway, I say that to say that the Most High does love you. Mm -hmm. He says it. He loves everybody. And there's no favorites. But it's going to come a time when enough is enough because he gave everybody blessings. But some people ain't listening and some people's taking advantage. And he's going to get after them. But he gives everybody the same. He does. Okay? There's so many parables in the New Testament that Yahushua gives you about there's no favorites. Even though the children of Israel is his, um, his portion, he still doesn't have favorites. Okay? So James 5 and 14 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the assembly and let them pray over them anointing him with oil in the name of the most high and that does work remember yahushua said where there's um two or more there he is honey prayer Woo! prayer is powerful faith of a mustard seed will move a mountain in the water and people got to have it you have to have it you can't you can't have that lip service okay you got to real, have that real, real thing because you can move mountains. And the most high hears everything you say, whether you believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Your curses, your blessings, it's, he says he hears it all. And so do the spirits all around. That's why you got to watch your mouth. Swing the sword of the word of the most high. And this is what I'm giving you. I'm giving you spiritual scriptures so that you can heal your mind. Again, this is so powerful, so I'm going to say it again because I said it in the other one. Ephesians 6 and 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers and, um, and wickedness and darkness and spiritual forces in high places. Uh-huh, high in heavens, the firmament. What I tell you, it's the skies. It ain't in the other dimensions where um, the heavenly beings are. It's not there. It's not in the outside dimension where the most high is. Not there. I already told you there's wickedness in the skies. Okay, it says it in the scripture. I just said, I just read it to you. Okay, I got two more scriptures and then we can go. Matthew 11 and 28. Come to me, all who labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What did the Most High say? Whatever's heavy on your mind, whatever trauma, whatever stress, whatever psychopathology, lean on me. Mm -hmm. Lean on me. I'm going to give you rest. You have to believe this. You have to have faith on this. You have to stand by this. You got to hold up the word with this. You have to. It's not going to work if you don't. And I got the last one. 
And this is an honorable mention. And then we're going to sign off. First Peter 5 and 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. For your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to loosely uh, quote scriptures. Spirits don't sleep. Spirits don't slumber. They don't take naps. They don't take coffee breaks. Yeah, they don't do any of that. They have all the time in the world until the consummation of time to pick your brain and make you crazy. Mm -hmm, they do. The devil, the, the, the best lie that the devil has is that there is no devil. Because if there is no devil, then there's no plague of the mind. Oh, no. That's not a plague of the mind. Something's wrong with you. Here, take this pill. Is it going to make it go away? No. Nope. Not for uh, regular stress. Not for um, regular trauma. It might for psycho, um, excuse me, for physiological disconnect. Because there are physiological disconnects in your brain that need medication management. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is being plagued by the devil or being plagued by spirits. Okay. And what, how do you get rid of that? The sword of the word. Who's the word? Yahushua HaMashiach. I'm a quote, First uh, John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with the most high and the word was the most high. Okay. If the most high before you, who could be against you? Who gonna check the most high, boo? Nobody. So these are the things that I need you to understand. I need you to be aware, spiritually aware. Mm -hmm. Once you keep walking with the most high, seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. Once you do that, you're going to be in the most high. You're already in the most high's care, but the most high wants you to call him as word, and he wants you to swing the sword of the word. Who is um, Yahusha? And I bet you what, I bet you one thing, once you start doing that, you'll start feeling better. You will. Because a lot of times we don't understand what it is because we are physical and we thinking physically. We thinking small. We thinking carnally. Remember what Yahushua said. How can I tell you heavenly things when you can't even um, get the earthly things? Uh-huh. You are not a meat sack that just came here. You are a spiritual being. You came from a spiritual being whether you believe it or not, whether you're religious or not. Because like I said, as a spiritual being, as a tripart being, a soul, which is the consciousness between the head and the heart, wearing a earthly coat that is your physiological being from the spirit that animates you in this time that you're going to be here, whatever, how many years you're going to be here. Remember, you are a spirit and you're going to go back where you came from. If you don't believe there's other spirits that's trying to get to you and not let you go to the most high, then I have a really, really, I feel sorry for you, number one. And you got another thing coming. You will be plagued until you sleep the sleep of death. Yeah, you're going to be plagued because you are not going to believe that you are being um, targeted. Mm -hmm. You're being targeted and you are being plagued. And just speaking those words, I'm telling you, just speaking those words is going to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. You better start talking to those things, honey. 
you don't want people taking up your space and occupying your space in your mind with all these negative thoughts. They ain't paying rent. Are the negative thoughts paying rent? I want you to think about this. If it ain't paying rent, it shouldn't be there living up there for free. So what you need to do is put on your spiritual armor and go get that um, spirit out of your head that ain't paying rent. And with that, I will say, I hope that this message edifies you. I hope that it helps somebody. I hope that um, somebody who really needs it gets it and understands you are more powerful than you could ever know. You are more than a conqueror. That's what the most high says, okay? All this other stuff is a lie. Let the most high be the truth. Well, he is the truth, not even let the most high. The most high is the truth. And he said he's not a man that he should lie. He already said that you wonderfully made. Anything aside from that, anything is a lie. Okay? So I hope this edifies you. And until next time. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.